This podcast is brought to you by HealthCareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, news editor at Information Security and Media Group. Today we're talking about privacy and security issues related to health information exchange. And our guest is Corin Carey, Assistant Legislative Director at the New York Civil Liberties Union. Thanks for joining us today, Corin. Thanks for having me. You recently wrote a detailed report criticizing the privacy and security policies that govern the dozen health information exchanges in New York State and ultimately a statewide exchange. What prompted the preparation of the report now and what were your goals? Well, we were asked in 2007, the New York Civil Liberties Union, uh, by a Planned Parenthood affiliate uh, in New York State to comment on a white paper released by the Department of Health announcing a consumer consent protocol for electronic health information exchange. To be honest with you, I had never thought about the topic before, uh, but in reviewing the white paper, it became clear to me that the concerns that were being raised by the Planned Parenthood affiliate um, were not only valid in terms of their concern for uh, the privacy of their clients' medical records, but that concern also ran deeper for me in terms of medical privacy, and I realized that this emerging issue was going to be an important one for the New York Civil Liberties Union. So I looked around for information uh, that that spoke to issues of of privacy and electronic health information exchange, and I I didn't find much out there. Uh, There had been a lot of activity at the federal level thinking about consumer consent and thinking about privacy, but there really wasn't anything approaching an analysis from a consumer's point of view. Uh, And in in talking to legislative leaders here in New York State, I realized that I'd have to do a sort of 101 on what health information exchange meant for patient privacy in New York, and that was the genesis of the report. Okay. I understand your organization is concerned about the issue of gaining patient consent to exchange their records among healthcare organizations. So what are the current New York State guidelines for obtaining patient consent, and how would your organization like to see those guidelines change? The issue of consumer consent has been a vexing one for states across the country. The idea that someone's medical information is available without their consent um, strikes most people, I think, as problematic. And so New York State maintains that their consumer consent policies guard against that. We don't believe that they do. And the major problem is that information from a patient's medical records is currently in New York State being uploaded to a system capable of sharing among providers without patient knowledge and without patient consent. Our state policymakers would counter and say that no medical professional is able to access those records absent patient consent. Uh, But we don't think that that's enough. Uh, There are numerous instances where healthcare professionals and others can gain access to a patient's medical information without their consent, including the state's break-the-glass policies, uh, which allow a healthcare provider to access the patient's data without patient consent uh, in the case of an emergency. There's also the reality that these systems, no matter how hard we try to make them foolproof, are vulnerable to hackers uh, and to, to, to malfeasance quite frankly. And we believe that patients should be allowed to determine what the risks are for themselves before their private medical information is put into a system that enables it uh, to be accessed. 
we don't think that requiring consent on the back end when a new provider um, wants information about the patient is sufficient. So to clarify then, you'd like patient consent to be obtained before any data is gathered by these HIEs? Yes, we believe that before a patient's information becomes available in the system, before it becomes available for a break-the-glass access or before it becomes available for, quite frankly, any access, a quality control access, a State Department of Health access, before any of that access, the patient should know that their medical information is being uploaded and they should be asked for consent. Your report also suggests that patients should have the ability to give their consent for the sharing of specific portions of the records rather than their entire record. Why is that important? Well, we believe that systems need to, um, by law, have the capability to sort and segregate information. There are state laws and federal laws that protect confidentiality of certain kinds of medical information, such as HIV status and treatment, substance abuse treatment. That information is protected differently than a person's general medical information. And so we believe that systems designed to to facilitate sharing of medical information have to, by law, have the capability to sort and segregate information. Beyond that, though, we believe that patients define what is private information, what is uh, information that, that should be kept confidential by their own terms. So, for example, a patient visiting a dermatologist may not think that the dermatologist should know about uh, a hemorrhoid surgery, for example, or shouldn't know about a Viagra prescription. And we believe that patients currently have the right to determine whether that new provider knows about their medical history. Uh, we believe that the laws uh, governing privacy in New York State actually support that patient, the, the patient's ability to, to make that determination for themselves. And we think that the technology that exists that enables this kind of rapid sharing at the click of the mouse doesn't erase all of the traditional privacy controls that patients have under current law. We understand that healthcare professionals have some resistance to the idea that patients can control what's in their medical records. Um, the idea is that they, that they won't be able to rely on a complete picture of the patient's medical history are real. I understand that. Um, the problem is, right now, Providers don't have that luxury. They don't see everything in a person's medical record because patients have those, those controls available to them. They can decline to tell the provider if they've seen other providers in the past, and that's, that may not be ideal for an individual provider, but it is the reality. And so if we want to move towards greater access, there are three things that we have to do. We have to ensure that there's trust between the patient and the provider, and that can only come if you design a system that allows for patient control of their medical information. Two, we have to ensure that, that doctors keep talking to their patients and not relying simply on the computer records that they pull up. And third, uh, we have to make sure that providers know that the idea of a complete medical history is is a bit of a myth. Um, you're never going to be able to log on to a computer and see everything that you need to see about a patient. There are mistakes, there are errors, and there's sheer volume. 
uh, a number of providers that I've spoken to over the course of the, of the years that we've been working on this report have shown me that providers are concerned about the massive information that they may get once the system is up and running. If they're treating a patient uh, and they're given a computer file that contains many, many, many pages of information that may or may not be relevant to treatment, how much of that are they going to be responsible for knowing? Will they be held liable for failing to, to note something far back in a medical record uh, and then providing treatment to the patient that, that may not be appropriate based on that medical history? So providers are concerned about that ability to sort and segregate as well. Can you summarize the other key privacy and security recommendations in your report? So besides the two recommendations that we've made about patient consent and uh, the ability of the system to sort and segregate information, we also believe that patients should be notified when their providers become data suppliers. Uh, A patient may choose a provider on one day because they're not a member of the system, Uh, They're not exchanging health information via the exchange. And then the next day, the provider joins. Uh, We think patients in that situation should be provided notice that their provider has joined the system and therefore made their information accessible. Uh, Another recommendation that we have is, is that patients have the ability to correct and amend information in their uh, health information records. Current law permits patients to review and submit amendments to medical records held by individual providers, but the practice of correction and amendment has to be adapted to ensure that the correction of any error is automatically sent to any provider who's previously accessed the patient's medical record. Um, So making that that right to correct and amend information real uh, with this new technology. We think that there's a potential that a small minority of providers out of fear, prejudice, or malice may abuse information in someone's chart. So, for example, if someone had been treated years ago for a substance abuse disorder uh, and then sought pain relief, we we fear that there are some providers uh, who don't understand substance abuse disorders and treatment who may decline to prescribe the most effective pain medication. Uh, So we think that it's important to punish misuse of medical information in that regard. We do a good job at at punishing breach, I think, uh, but not so much at punishing misuse. And then finally, there are a number of recommendations, but I'll, I'll just hit on two more. One is that we believe that the New York State Legislature should prohibit health information exchangers from selling patients' private health information. And this should apply to records that are either personally identified or or de-identified. We don't believe that medical information should be used to target individuals or providers for promotional pitches, Um, nor do we think that health information exchanges should be allowed to profit from the sales and marketing opportunities created by the release of the information. Lastly, I'll say that we think that uh, the state should carefully regulate the use of commercial vendors uh, of personal health records. We know that a number of health information exchanges in New York are looking to commercial vendors to supply patients with access to their own medical information, uh, and we believe that that this is problematic because commercial vendors are not governed by the same privacy laws uh, as Uh, providers are. So once that information is turned over to a third-party commercial vendor, all of the protection given traditionally under state and federal law to medical information is no longer applicable. 
Um, so we believe that the state should require that patients have access to their own medical information without having to go through a third-party vendor. To wrap up, do you believe your recommendations should be adopted in other states as well, beyond New York, or by adopting uh, strict federal guidelines for all HIEs? For example, could the pending Nationwide Health Information Network Governance Rule, which isn't out yet, address some of your concerns, do you think? We wrote this report with the view towards providing recommendations that could be uh, adopted by other states. We've been working with attorneys in a ACLU affiliates across the country um, to talk about what different models are out there. And we think that many of the recommendations that we make in this report are applicable to other states as they set up their health information exchange networks. We're looking to federal regulators to actually come out with uh, rules and guidance that, that track some of these recommendations. We've been paying very close attention to discussions happening at the federal level about consumer consent and privacy. Uh, and, and we look forward to the day when those federal regulations are applicable to the states. I think New York State and, and other states that are far along in the process of, of developing their health information exchange networks may have to backtrack and re-examine their privacy and security policies in light of, of what we think will be good new federal guidance protecting patient privacy. Well, thanks very much. We've been talking today with Corin Carey of the New York Civil Liberties Union. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so very much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.